Jamie, it's a cold oh. open this week. Cold, a cold open? This is a cold open. <laughs> okay. It starts, of course, with the friends' thoughts. Okay. Friends thoughts. It's, it's, we're immediately going into cold the open. Okay. I thought we were going to say the friends' thought. Do you want the friends' thought immediately? Yeah. Okay. Get me so, with it. Um, yeah, we had a friends' thought uh, this week from a uh, friend of the podcast, Ellen White. Uh, it was in regards to uh, your historical context sure, last week, in sure. which you spoke about the uh, album 1989 by Taylor Swift. Uh, and Ellen said of it thusly Al's tepid review of Taylor Swift's 1989 is astute, but fundamentally wrong about this very good album. Now, I do believe you have prepared a response. Yeah, now, look, uh, Ellen, I respect your opinion. You know, I, I get, I get. That with our, you know, people, people have different views. Okay, there's, there's not some uh, uh, a level of leniency I was given, but it's okay. So don't worry. I'm going to defend, going to defend my belief. Okay. Very strongly now okay. because I have been attacked and I will <laughs> defend myself, motherfuckers. Right. 1989 as an album is fundamentally really, really flawed. I mean, not not in an awful way. Look, it's it's very commercially successful. Um, but in the same way that Jesus, uh, Kanye West's album. Um, was at, at, at both his most brilliant album, but also set a precedent for him work-wise that has done terribly on every album since, where he kind of felt like he could throw out the entire album 30 days beforehand and record Jesus, and ever since then he's been... The, the process of him making an album has been more and more terribly awful. Um, the dragged out kind of process of, of these things going downhill. So to Taylor Swift's transition from Red, which is still a pretty poppy album anyway, to 1989, which is full pop, and not even very interesting types of pop, at least Red has some dubstep in there. Um, not great dubstep, it's a bit weird to listen to Taylor Swift doing some dubstep, but sure, it's got some dubstep in there. Um, 1989 is a full-on pop album. And then we get into these kind of genres afterwards with kind of reputation which is full gross to be honest um with slight hip-hop inflections and which i am not a fan of right do i need to be hearing taylor swift speaking over these beats no i do not need to be hearing over these beats do i want the weird kind of quasi rapping reputation no and you don't get reputation without 1989 okay that's that's the first thing right so the question then goes if 1989 is a piece of trash, I'm not going to say it's a piece of trash, obviously a much better album than I could ever make, what is the best album? And the answer is obviously Red, okay? Is it the original album, Taylor Swift? No, I mean, there's, there's some fine songs in there, I'm not going to slag it off. Is it Speak Now? Again, some decent songs. Uh, is it Fearless, which I believe has Love Story and um, You Belong To Me? Uh, you Belong With Me, oh, sorry, no, You Belong To Me. Uh, which are probably her two best songs, give or take, ever. No, it's Red. Why? Couple of reasons. One, it has a lot more experimentation. It is a definitely much. It is one hundred percent a messier album than something like nineteen eighty nine. Okay, can I accept that, Jamie? I know, I know you're looking depressed about this fact. I know you're looking depressed. Them, hey, maybe you're a big nineteen eighty nine fan too. And you know what? I say, fuck you, dude, because Red's where it's at. You get some really nice experimentation. In people piss on Taylor Swift a lot. They they slag her off for writing songs about breakup, for writing songs about emotional distress. Uh, and you know what? Uh, fuck to you, because if that's the case, then no one should ever write poetry ever. Most of poetry is just a load of crap about people being sad about their love. Um, you get great songs on there, like, um, which is actually just funner. Um, we are never ever getting back together, which is a funner version of, um, something like, uh, Blank Space, which I would find a little bit boring, or Shake It Off. Um, it has these kind of nice, quiet, a lot of quieter songs, a lot of nice quiet guitar songs, Begin Again. Um, you, you know, you know like, it's, it's a couple of duets with people like Gary Lightspeed, 
and Ed Sheeran. All of this is great. And it's also because I believe, and this is completely unsubstantiated, but we're going to go for it anyway. I believe the title uh, is a reference to Ted Hughes' poem, Red. And we're just going to read the first verse of oh, that poem, of course. Me. And then we'll go on. Now we can play the theme tune, but don't worry, the cold open will be over. So here is the uh, first verse of uh, Ted Hughes' poem, Red. Red was your colour. If not red, then white, but red was what you wrapped around you. Blood red. Was it blood? Was it red ochre for warming the dead? Hematite to make immortal the precious heirloom bones, the family bones. Roll the theme tune. Do you know how this Roll podcast... Roll the theme tune! Do you know how this podcast works? <laughs> no, the podcast comes... The theme tune comes first. That's not what a cold open is. We're putting this before the theme tune. Roll the theme tune! Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of Tom Hanks' movies Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank I don't know why I paused like, I'm gonna... Oh, the theme tune! I know, I know, but... You're making my life more difficult. I oh star. Oh. How are you doing this week, Jamie? Hello, and welcome to Hank's Bank, the show where we chronologically review Taylor Swift's entire discography. Oh boy, <laughs> get ready for Taylor Swift. I'm the Jamie Loxton, and with me as always is my co-host Al Gillespie. Fuck you, Al. <laughs> I. I genuinely don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if I'm going to make that an actual cold open and have the theme tune before. I don't know if I'm going to have the theme tune and then this argument about whether we have the theme tune. I don't know what I'm going to do, Al. Stop dabbing. I'm so angry with you. <laughs> it was the worst beginning to a show we've ever had. I stand by everything I said. I uh... know you do, but I, I don't... I. I brought this on myself. It's, I shared that transport with you. Have to, I didn't and, have to. Uh, I've defended my opinion. Uh, uh, look, of course, uh, all musical opinions are understandable and valid. And I, I you know, look, if, if, if you think I'm stupid, then fair enough. Uh, Jamie, what's your favourite taste of the album? I don't fucking have one. Wow. <laughs> because Taylor Swift is a snake and no one should ever believe her. <laughs> um, uh, it's because uh, uh, nothing happened to me this week. I don't have any stories. I don't have anything interesting to say. I normally have a little story to, yep, yep. to kick us off, so I don't. So what I am going to say is something which I've, I've expressed to you uh, off the podcast, but I'll now say it on mic because I enjoy it as an observation. I do like our theme tune. I yeah. think our theme tune is very fun. Shout out to Ollie. Shout out to Ollie Savage who made it. It's a, it's a great fun theme tune. Yeah. However, one of the lyrics in that theme tune is, well, in fact, I believe it's the first line of our theme tune is, welcome to our brand new show, which means every episode that goes on, the less and less accurate our uh, theme song becomes. Jamie, this is our first show about Joe versus the Volcano. We might end up doing a Joe versus the Volcano 2, Joe versus the Volcano 3. Uh, you're getting deeper and deeper into the existential despair that is this film. Uh, have you got any stories this week before we get firing into it? Uh, saw Lizzo last weekend. Cool. Uh, I might have actually seen it before we got the last Yeah, episode. I was going to say, I'm fairly sure that this is not she fresh content. She played the flute 
Uh, and it was dope. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, that's about it. Is that, that it? Cool, that's, that's why I got... started with some hot, hot takes about uh, why Red is the best Taylor Swift album. I'm it not is... over that yet. I want you it to know. It is the best album. I'm going to be so angry about Oh, right. So this week we're reviewing Joe vs. Okay, no, because if you hadn't figured out, this is a fucking Tom Hanks podcast, yeah. which is so obvious from the first 10 minutes sure, of this show. Sure. Um, as always, we uh, give a little bit of historical context and then a bit of uh, show context, and then we get into reviewing the film. Sure. Um, so this week, it's my turn for historical context. I think last time I did it, uh, I, well, I didn't do it. Uh, I, I famously shirked my responsibility. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've used that word correctly. I think I have. Um, I, I don't speak English good. Uh, you speak French good and Spanish, and Spanish good. good. Yes, no yes, yeah. Oh, if only this were a multilingual uh. podcast. Um, but last week, uh, you did historical context mm-hmm. and you spoke about how life is bad. And how you got angry about having to do historical context because you think that nothing good ever happens. So uh, what I'm doing is I've got all of 1990. So this film was released uh, early in uh, the first half of 1990. The next film we're reviewing, which I cannot remember the name of, uh, comes out right at the end of 1990. But as Tom Hanks doesn't have a film in 1991, we've agreed that next week you will do all of 1991 and I will do all of 1990. We're entering the 90s. It's an important time. So what I'm doing is bringing historical context back to its roots. And also proving to you that you can do a historical context and only say good things and not bring up all the depressing things that happened. So, and I admit, looking at what I've written down as my first one, while it is technically a positive thing, it could be seen as a negative thing. Because it's Nelson Mandela is freed from prison after 27 and a half years. That's a good thing. Uh, yes, definitely That's a good, a good thing. thing. But it is still is refer- good, Yeah, true, the release is good, but it is still hey. referencing a negative thing. But, you know, I'll count it. Um, and equally, my second one, again... It's a good thing, but it's about a bad thing. that So East Germany and West Germany are, are reunited in That's 1990. Uh, Maggie Thatcher resigns in 1990. Yeah, but it's, she's, again, replaced by another Tory. That's not that, that, yeah, her but, resigning, you know, I guess, is good. Yeah, but that's good. And, you know, John Theresa Major, May John resigning Major wasn't, is good. Boris Johnson becoming... John Prime Major wasn't that bad in comparison. Uh, been into actually more fun things. Uh, so The Simpsons debuts on Fox. Seinfeld debu- debuts on NBC. And the first ever Law and Order is premiered on NBC as well if you're going to the movies in the 1990s you might have seen joe versus the volcano i doubt it uh but what you would have probably seen is something like goodfellas or edward scissorhands or dances with wolves home alone pretty woman die hard 2 ghost back to the future part 3 and the godfather part 3 do you want to know a fun fact about the godfather part 3 alexander you're in it no, oh, I was man. minus three years old when that film came I don't out. Know how old you are. <laughs> I'm 42, Al. Yeah. Um, but Godfather Part 3 premiered on Christmas Day. That's a weird day. To yes, carry. yes, uh, it's a weird day. Um, the Hubble Space Telescope is launched into space in 1990. It is also Black Tot Day for New Zealand. Now, Alexander, if you were to have a guess sure. about what Black Tot Day was. In New Zealand, if I would say that it was uh, the last Black Tot Day and that England and Australia and I believe Canada had all already had their Black Tot Days at various uh, points in the previous 40 years. You're still never going to get it, but I just okay. want to find out what your guess is going to be. Can I have three guesses? You can have three guesses. Sure. You're, ne- it's, you're never going to get it. Was it a thing about blackface and was it like the last time they had a big celebration with about blackface? No. Okay, I said I was keeping it happy. <laughs> sure. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last one. Uh... Was it 
that he shut down a load of coal mines and people were left unemployed? No. Said I was keeping it happy, Al. Is it that... Uh, I'll, I'll give you a hint before your last one. Sure. It's to do with the Navy. Okay, okay. I know it. I know okay. it. It's the year 1990. Uh, Sam Hussein invades Q8. <laughs> That happens that year? No. So is that, right? They're celebrating no, the I was, I, No, again, I was keeping it happy. Um, I will say one of the facts I did keep out of this historical <laughs> context was not the invasion of Kuwait. It was a quote by Saddam Hussein, <laughs> which was, America will never beat Iraq. Because <laughs> I thought that was a bit of a sad fact to bring up. But now that we're, you know, it was relevant. Um, but yeah, so Black Todd Day for New Zealand uh, was the day that the sailors in the New Zealand Royal Navy were no longer issued a daily rum ration. Until, what? until 1990, what? every sailor in the New Zealand what? Royal Navy received a daily rum ration. Yeah, you should. They need that rum, guys. Come um, on. Mariah, Mariah Carey's uh, eponymous debut album is released on June 12th. Uh, Adam Sandler. So what was it called? No, her eponymous album. Do you know what that word means? Alexander, are you Googling what eponymous means? It means... Alexander, did you not study English at university? It means... I didn't study albums. (laughs) (laughs) You know what the word eponymous means? The, 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 The name of the album was Mariah Carey. Yeah, what was the name of the album? Mariah Carey. Yeah, and her album was called... I fucking hate you. <laughs> Sorry, that was a long joke. <laughs> so you did know what a yeah, was meant. You were just trying to set that up. Yeah, exactly. I fucking hate it you. It was worth it, let me no, tell you No, it wasn't. Adam Sandler joined the cast of SNL. That's not a good thing. That's a vote. That's not a good thing. What's wrong with that? Adam Sandler was very funny in the sure. 90s. And let, me, anime, tell you, you know, maybe I, and let me tell you what, sir, because of that, Jack and Jill happened. Are we happy that happened? No, bad things happened because of it. There were consequences, and they were bad consequences, just like Saddam Hussein invading Kuwait. Those are not comparable facts, Alexander! But that also happened in 1990. Cool. Um, um, <laughs> relevant to uh, this week's film, because Meg Ryan is in it, Yes. Uh, Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan got married on September 16th. Now, admittedly, they did later get divorced, but it was after about 10 years. That's a good run. It's kind of a fun fact. Um, <laughs> I liked this but just because it... It was given, when I was looking through, like, events, it was given as, like, a historic event in 1990. And, you know, if you would think of, like, you know, big events, you would think, you know, they'd probably make the news or, you know, things like that. But no, um, on October 17th of 1990, Billy Joe Armstrong dropped out of school to pursue a music career. (laughs) Which is not, like, obviously, it eventually become, but I don't think there were newspapers going, Billy Joe Armstrong drops out of high school! Local boy gives up on education! (laughs) Um, And as we are in music, uh, I've done this before. I'm going to give you a little soundscape. Obviously, not you, because I don't know. Again, I'm giving myself more work. But I'm going to mention a few songs from the the year and then edit them in so our our audience members are going to get a soundscape of 1990. However, what I realised last time was when I just start listing them, um, I go through them too quickly and I don't have long enough to get a decent snippet of the song, so it's kind of jarring. So what I'm going to do instead is to give a little bit of a gap between each one. I'm going to mention the name of the song. Mm. I'm going to get you to see if you can name the artist. Sure. Got a little quiz for you, sure. Alexander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, these me. are, are not necessarily all the best-selling songs sure. of 1990 sure. because I did not recognise most of them. In fact, the top song was a song by Elton John that I had never heard before. Helping Hands? Hands. Helping, Helping. Hands. Wait, is that actually... Reaching out. 
Touching me, touching you. That's sweet, Caroline, you fuck. It took me so long. I was like, is that actually a song? Like, that's a song. I know that. You're such a fuck. I was like, damn, why did I not know that song? I fucking hate you. So, uh, we're going to start off easy. So, the first song is Ice, Ice Baby. Okay. Do you, so, do you know uh, the artist? Yeah, I think I, uh, I so baby. Uh, let me tell you what. I, I think uh, two people, uh, of course, being Freddie Mercury and David Bowie, would say the song is theirs. Okay, because that beat was stolen. It's yes, of sir. course MC. Nope. And, uh, push it stop. No. So, so the clue is in it. the fucking ice, name, Al. Ice, it's, it's Ice Ice Cube. No. Ice Cube. No. Daddy Ice. No. There's also a film by the. No. There's a film. The first name is a film ice. where a guy. Ice No. So the second word is ice. Yeah. The first word is the same as the first word of a film where someone famously drives off a bridge. Come on, Al. NWA. No. It's a very common ice cream flavor. Vanilla cube. Ice. But vanilla ice. ice. There we go. You've just forced what, our audience what film, to listen what film to was called? Vanilla Sky. Well, they I've drive. Not seen that. Okay, cool. Um, also, you've just forced our audience to listen to so much of Ice Ice Baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. I hope you'll get this one a little bit quicker. Vogue. Um. Um. Anna Wintour. No. Um. If you actually know them, just uh, say them. You Madonna. shit. Madonna. There we go. Yeah. Don't make um, jokes on a company um, podcast. No. Don't. No jokes. This is a serious section. Look, we're, we're playing for money here. <laughs> Money I don't have. Uh, I'm very poor. Al. Um, the next one. Uh, I did not know this was the official name of the song. Uh, it's "You Can't Touch This." You spelled with a U. Nah, 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 can't touch this. Yep. Who's the by? Um, Donkey from Trek. Um, no, it's of course from Push Yourself. Oh my God, MC Hammer. Yeah, I thought it was just called "Can't Touch This," but apparently it's "You." The letter U. Can't touch this. Um, next, Love Shack. Please um, stop singing them because I am playing the songs in the background, and either I have to line it up with your singing, or, or I can't mute you, Al. We have the same microphone. Uh, Love Shack. I've not seen that, so no, no. This, uh, this one was uh, this was supposed to be ramping up. Uh, it's the B fifty twos. I'm sacked by the B fifty twos. Not JD um, Scrubs. Now a song that I did not know was released in 1990. Yes, Ness and Dorma. Obviously, there have been many, but the most famous. Dorma. Please stop singing them. Dorma. Pavarotti. Do you know his first name? Mikael. No. James. <laughs> Yes, famously James Pavarotti. No, it's Luciano Pavarotti. Um, and finally. This, this is this is the the, yeah, the golden yeah, question here. Yeah, this is for, on me, for Tom, three pounds. Yeah. <laughs> I will actually give you three pounds if you get the name. Oh of boy! Um, it's itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini. It's the name of the song. Please stop singing. Oh, okay. Okay. Can you name? Can I rap it? No. Itsy. No. Itsy. Please stop. Do you know who it's by? This is for three whole pounds. Okay. Three guesses. Uh, N.W.A. No. Um, Venger Voice. No. Uh, 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 Paparazzi. No, it is by, and this is now going to lead into quite a fun story because I went down a rabbit hole on this song, I'll tell you how. Uh, so it's by um, a band called Bombalorina. Yeah. Now, Bumble. do you know, uh, do you recognise that name, Al? No. It's actually the name of one of the cats from Cats. 
famously the one that will be being played by Taylor Swift. Because this is oh, oh this is we're back to the Swift now. Yeah, 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 now we're back to Taylor Swift. Look, it's all coming this, round. This cold open made more sense. It's all coming round. This cold open made more sense. It's going to be played by Taylor Swift in the uh, upcoming horrific uh, movie adaptation. Play the theme tune. Uh, but it is actually no, uh, <laughs> but it's actually a cover of a Brian Hyland song from the sixties. Now. Bumble Arena was a band made up of uh, kids' TV show host sure. Timmy Mallet. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He's 90s kids' TV show host. Do you know, never heard of Timmy Mallet? Uh, Come I'm on. From the 90s. Um, and uh, the reason this song was made, and the reason that the name of the band is one of the cats from Cats, is because it was Andrew Lloyd Webber's idea to make this song. And he asked, Tilly, you know the song. It's, it's, it's going to have stopped playing by now, because fuck me, I'm not going to make anyone listen to that for that long. But you know, it's a real fucking dumb song. And it was produced by Andrew Lloyd Webber. It's the weirdest fucking thing in the world. I didn't understand it, Alexander. But anyway, that is probably the longest historical context we've had. And hey, yeah. I didn't mention single war crime. Uh, Isn't that great, Alexander? Sorry, you fucking quoted Saddam Hussein. <laughs> After I was prompted. <laughs> you weren't going to quote Saddam Hussein. I was prompted to do so. Look, uh, so, I'll, I'll, I'll balance it out by keeping this bit shorter. Okay, um, great, fantastic. I put a lot of work into mine. No, um, yeah, I don't have to do so much editing. I'm not looking forward to that. Anyway, before sure. we do the show concept, I feel like something okay, we've started to do more and more is to give a, like, a very brief plot summary. Sure, sure, um, sure, sure, sure. And, and for that, I want to do what it actually says on IMDb because it is magnificent what the plot the plot summary is on IMDb for Joe versus the Volcano which is what we're reviewing this week uh, with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan uh, when a hypochondriac learns that he is dying he accepts an offer to throw himself in a volcano full stop <laughs> that's a full sentence they do say more um, and they say and along the way there learns to truly live but the plot of this film is a man finds out he's gonna die and so agrees to throw himself in a volcano what can you tell me about it, Al? Uh, look. Okay, this film is a bit weird. So it comes out on March 9th, 1990. Obviously, you've already said the year. Uh, costs about $25 million. Makes about $39.4 million. Okay. I'm not sure if that's domestic or if it's worldwide. It was considered a flop. Um, really? So, yeah, so it tends to be that the film needs to make, I think it's twice the money and half back for it to be considered a financial success okay. because th- it tends to be the budget will be excluding a marketing budget and the marketing budget would normally be the same again or, or whatever you know obviously a large amount so if you're not making the same back uh, you know over the top of it it's not necessarily worth the studio's time um, it was written and directed by John Patrick Shanley you might better know as the guy who wrote Doubt I, I wouldn't know him better as that person, sure. but okay. Okay, but but uh, a very serious play <laughs> yes, uh, about uh, sexual abuse in the yep. Catholic Church. And um, uh, almost in every way, the polar opposite of this, he also wrote before this the uh, Oscar-winning film uh, Moonstruck, starring Nicolas Cage and Cher. Um, Tom Hanks plays Joe. Yep. Meg Ryan, who will obviously go on to co-star with Tom Hanks in a number of other movies, including yep. Secrets in Seattle and You've Got Mail. Uh, is also this. She plays three different roles. Yes, and so fun fact about this, Al. Um, I learned in this film that I did not know what fucking Meg Ryan looks like because I did not realise that the characters she plays were being played by the same person. Now, to credit to the costumers and maybe oh, people yeah. on the set, it's a really... They, they, they do look very distinct. Yes. But I when d- you see Meg Ryan finally looking like Meg Ryan, you're like, oh, it's Meg Ryan. And there's a joke uh, later in the film where he's like, I feel like I've been 
uh, seeing you all my life or something. Yes, so so this is this is, I guess, very technically a rom com. So Joe's journey through this is like. Yeah. He has a little bit of flirtation with this one woman who works in his office. Then he has another little bit of flirtation of this other woman. And then he has a longer, more like actual love story with the final. Of, and each of those characters is played by Meg Ryan. Yes. Um, obviously, kind of a bit of a flop. The director didn't go on to direct too much afterwards until he later directed the uh, film version of Doubt as well. So he was previously started out as a playwright. Had gotten into writing scripts. Obviously, Moonstruck directed this and uh, would later go on to direct Doubt. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of kind of uh, internally, it, it wasn't thought of too well. Uh, Review-wise, have been described by some people as kind of one of the worst big budget movies of all time, which I do not think it holds up. It was it was weirdly divisive. Someone like Roger Ebert, I think, gave it a like three and a half out of four. I think Siskel later went on to say it's one of his guilty pleasure films, and in later years has gone on to become a cult classic, even if it wasn't necessarily a. Uh, hit at the time. So yeah, that's a, that's a brief overview of... Uh, Volcano. Volcano, yeah. Let's get into this film. I'm so excited. So, sure. we open up. Fucking Johnny Cash starts playing. 16 tons. Now I am, again, going to give myself more work, but I'm going to put in 16 tons in this because everyone will recognise it immediately. Um, so I'm going to allow that because it does create a mood immediately. Oh, yeah, we, get, we have Tom Hanks... Uh, Plodding his way to work as I'm gonna let it fade out because I want to sing it now and it's sixteen thousand. What do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. While they're all plodding to work and it's it creates a, it makes you want to like rise up against the capitalist I mean, system immediately. Yeah, fair. Like Tom Hanks, uh, he's he's plodding his way to work. He works in. It's not really clear. Like, no, it's medical. They they create medical um, tools and products, right? Cool. So they're selling. Like, it's very clear. In fact, I do not. It, they, I, at one point, uh, well, you have to say, they have a big, big poster saying fifty years of making um, petroleum jelly. There you uh, go. They something else, or like you know, the inventor of the catheter or something like that. They're making yeah. kind of medical, by, uh, not by products. Um, but, but yeah, it's a it's a sort of like three and a half minute sequence. Lots of things keep. Oh, it's great. It yeah, is, it's, it is it's really, really good. good. It's like, a great way to set it, time. Yeah, and like. More and more sure. bad things keep happening. So Hanks, he gets his Jamie, foot wet, and then it, it ends yeah, on him like uh, screaming uh, at the sky. Uh, just if I can pause you for a second, yes. I think you've uh, you've, neglected, have, you've neglected the most important thing here, which is of course the fact that uh, is it Tom Hanks's haircut? Oh, Tom Hanks has the most oh, god awful, the haircut. worst fucking haircut I've ever seen in my life. Now I remember mentioning last week uh, that. I would fuck the shit out of Tom Hanks yeah. in, in, in what we watched last week. <laughs> I would not fuck the shit out of Tom Hanks in this film. He has at the beginning. a go- at the beginning. He has a god awful curly mullet. Yes. Um, look it up. It's it's rough. It's even because his hairline is re- looks like it's receding. Yeah. So it's just this kind of that sort of look of oh no, I'm losing my hair, so I must grow it all the rest of it. Yes. Yeah. No. It's it's really rough. Um, it adds to how depressing this scene is. Yep. There's a um, little flower. Bam! He gets yeah. shredded on. Yeah, steps on the flower that comes up later. Um, also, with this song, like it starts off and like the what continues of a fantastic soundtrack. So, like they have a lot of yep. really cool songs in this that work really well for the mood and are really good songs to get you worked up. The and this is uh, starts off strong with that. Direction and screenwriter also wrote two of the songs in the film. Ah, um, which I think just in the background music. I think. Okay, cool. Um, so what happens after that sequence, Al? So they can continue down. They go into this kind of giant warehouse. It looks a bit like I haven't seen Brazil, but from the posters of Brazil, it looks like Brazil. Uh, the Terry Gilliam's film. Not, okay, not, not the Brazil. country. No, no, no. Not the country of Brazil. Like, it's like really tropical. And all these, these women in like very tiny bikinis dancing. Um, 
Can't have out. Yeah, sorry, not just like everyone who presents all the time. I was going to say. Um, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he goes down. His boss is a dingus. All right, his yes. boss comes. Uh, you know, the kind of Meg Ryan in her first outfit yeah. comes on. Was like, we need to send out five uh, yeah. catalogs. And then, as, he, as he's walking through the office, his boss is literally having, literally just repeating the same lines over and over. It's like, um, I know he can get the job, but can he do the job? I know he can get the job, but can he do the job? I'm not having this argument yeah. with you. There's a great I thing. know he can get the... Yes. T- and it literally does that for like three minutes. Oh, yeah, and yeah. It's obviously supposed to be annoying Tom Hanks, oh, but it, it is infuriating you as well. There's a great bit of set design where um, the, the kind of way up to the coffee um, is sort of on a kind of a ramp up. So it's kind of designed to make the thing become increasingly smaller and smaller by the time he gets the coffee and the kind of roof is really small. And I thought that was a really nice bit yeah. of great set. The great it's, sets for this. Yeah, great sets. And it's film. well shot as well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a shot I particularly like that I mentioned uh, later. But yeah, so you get the impression his job sucks, whatever. To breeze through to get to the inciting incident. He's a bit of a hypochondriac. He's, he's a hypochondriac. He's feeling like really shit. He's like sweating all the time. And so he decides to go to the doctor. Doctor uh, says, mate... You got the brain cloud. Yeah, you you keep on coming in here, and like, there's nothing wrong with you, except for this one thing which we happen to catch, and it's the brain cloud, and you're going to die in six months. But but the doctor's really angry that he's made him identify this thing because it only happened because they were testing for so many things. And Tom Hanks is like, "What brain cloud? So I'm just I'm going to die." And he's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "What should I do?" And he's like, "Go live, you dumb shit." (laughs) Just stop being a fucking boring wanker. Yeah. And so a really nice shot that I like, and I can't remember the song playing, but a really uh, moody song comes on. He steps out of the um, medical office, and it's just a slow zoom out, and he gets smaller and smaller in the frame, signifying his insignificance in life and him looking really forlorn. But then a dog comes across, and it's all one take, and sure. the dog comes across, and he's he, like hesitant because he's a hypochondriac, so normally he wouldn't, he wouldn't like to pet dogs because he's worried about like the dog biting him or like sure. getting a disease. But he pets the dog, and then he hugs the dog's owner, and it's like, yay, Tom Hanks is agreeing to live, and then he walks and he gets in his car. I just really like that shot. It's really cool. Sure. It's, it's, it's a slow zoom out, really long take. Um, you know, it's true what they say. Every fame is a painting. Um, I hate you. Anyway, so um, he goes uh, back to work, um, and it, his boss. Yeah, his boss is like, "Dude, you were gone for like four hours at work." And Tom Hanks just, uh, just starts knocking shit over. He grabs yeah. a prosthetic arm, starts wailing stuff. He's like, "What the fuck are we doing?" You speak. I'm about to cough. So yeah, he goes around, he's knocking stuff over. The, the boss is like, who is this jabroni? And uh, of course, Tom Hanks goes, you're a wee little bitch and I'm quitting. And he quits. And he goes, hey, Meg Ryan in your first form, the first evolution of Meg Ryan. Uh, <laughs> See, it's like a Pokemon. Yeah, no, of course. This you is Bulbasaur. You want to go on a date? And she goes, sure. And he goes, pick you up tonight. They pick him up, they go on a date. The date is fine. He's got a zest for life. He's yeah. like, what am I going to do? She goes, I don't know, but I found this kind of scary, but also like attractive yeah, scary. Oh, oh, he's exciting and enigmatic. Yeah, 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 yeah. They go back. Uh, uh, they go back to his place. his place, yes, I believe. And they're like making out. And then she's like, what happened to you? And he's like, I'm going to die. And then they come making out of it. And then she goes, wait, what? And he's like, I'm going to die. So like, let's fuck. And she's like, no, I need to leave. And so she leaves. Yeah. Um, and the next morning, uh, <laughs> in a very fun sequence, I enjoyed this greatly. Um, uh, there's a man knocking on his door. 
and so he opens the door and it's it's a very is is a well-to-do well posh business billionaire yeah. man dressed like he's got a cane and a white suit and he's like hello you must be Joe. Hello, how are you doing? Oh, your place is shit. And slams his cane into the wall and makes a hole in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> really, oh, first time I really got yeah. fucking... Now, really caught me. For some reason, the way he just yeah. slams his cane into the wall going, bit shabby. Um, now listen here, Joe. He goes, I know you used to be a firefighter. We just learned that Joe used to be a firefighter. Yeah. He was a hero. Uh, so why don't you... Uh, actually, we might run down here. Why, 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 here's what we need to I, do. So I mean, yeah, my, do- my doctor friend, yes. he told me um, that you're dying. Uh, you're dying, so I want you to be a hero. There's a, there's a small island, island called... The Pacific, uh, uh, Walu- uh, Waluigi. No, it's... We're going to call it Waluigi wa- first. Okay, it's, it's not, not Waluigi, it's something else. Waluigi Woo. It's something yeah. Woo. Waluigi. But what annoys me about this... Waluigi. Yeah, we're going to... Oh, we're going to have to call it Waluigi for the rest yeah. of the... But yeah, um, it's called Waluigi Woo, and he says it means the... Um, Small island with a big volcano. volcano, However, we later learn that they call the volcano the Big Woo. Therefore, Woo means volcano. Which means Waluigi means the small island with the big. Except also the people there are called the Waluigi. Or whatever it actually is. Ah, this is so dumb. Um, Uh, Jamie's Waluigi's. So so it's just a small thing, but it really annoyed me that the island's called Waluigi Woo. And we learn that Woo means... Volcano, volcano, and we learn that Waluigi means the people that live there. So how the fuck does Waluigi Woo mean small island with a big volcano? Be consistent, dumb film. Anyway, um, so yeah. So these people, the they have a super, yeah. uh, the superstition that the uh, the woo. volcano, the Woo, uh, must be appeased once every hundred years. Yes. And it has been ninety-nine years, eleven months, and three days. And it none of the people are stepping up. No. So uh, Joe. I want you to throw yourself in a volcano. Joe goes, why? He goes, look, these uh, native peoples have some mineral deposits, which I want to get, and uh, they've agreed to give it to me as long as I provide a human sacrifice. sacrifice. <laughs> you know, fair deal, you're dying, so, like, let's do this. And Joe's like, yeah, sure. sure. And then he's like, okay, here's his, his five credit cards. Go shopping, then you're going to get on a flight, first class, to LA. You're going to hang out there for a day. Then you're going to get on my boat. Sure. Yacht, you're gonna get out there. We're well, gonna float over there. You're gonna be treated like a king on Waluigi Woo. <laughs> Man, Waluigi. <laughs> it's gonna get me every time. <laughs> um, uh, uh, and you're gonna be treated like a king sure. there. And then just go jump in the jump volcano. volcano. Chill. It's takes less courage than the to, to save children. Save children. It's very yeah. You you save two children from a burning house and then you went back in to save the third. So, I mean, if you do no, that, no, no. of course you can throw yourself in a fucking volcano. Yeah, yeah. Do it, Joe, you coward! And he's like, yeah, cool. So, uh, Joe, the next day, uh, decides what he's going to do. He's going to go out and get some stuff. He, he books a, a limousine. And basically, his limousine driver is, uh, to a greater or lesser extent, Tom Haverford from Parks and Rec, just being like, treat yourself. Yes, exactly. Um, I, Marshall? I want to say his name yeah, is Marshall. Marshall. Um, yeah, so he's, uh, uh, he, in what is quite a fun sequence, he like Tom Hanks like I, I want I want some clothes and he's like what kind of clothes? He's like I don't know what kind of clothes did you get? And then he pulls the car and he's like I'm getting paid to drive you around, not fix your fucking life, you shit. Yeah. Um, and then he decides to fix his life, takes him to like a suit store, sure. gets him a nice fancy suit, and then um, Tom Hanks is like oh come on, but yeah, get yourself an Armani suit. And he's like I'm a driver, I can't afford an Armani suit. And Tom Hanks is like. 
I'm getting you an Armani suit. Yeah. Fucking let's do it. Let's go about town. And then he drives around, gets him a haircut. Thank fuck. Now he's fuckable Tom yeah. Hanks. Now he's fuckable Tom Hanks. They have a great, like, the guy's a super nice. He's giving him life advice and mm-hmm. saying, I teach him how to live. Joe, Joe Banks is finally learning how to live. Um, and then he comes to the end of the day and then he's like, do you want to go get dinner together? And he's like, no, I have a family, you weirdo. I'm only here because I'm getting paid. Uh, and so um, Tom Hanks like, fine. No, and he goes. Uh, no, he goes. Goes to his uh, shitty apartment. Shitty. No, he's he's rented a hotel room. Oh, that's he's nice. rented a nice hotel room. Stays there. Gets on the plane. Goes to LA. Sure. This is where we meet Meg Ryan Venusaur version. Yes. I'm sticking with yeah, Meg Ryan number two. That's the evolution Oh right. Okay. Okay. Right. That was not clear. You were just making plodding noises. Yeah. So Meg Ryan number two. It turns out Meg Ryan number two is the daughter of the millionaire philanthropist. Sure. Um, she's um. He's not really a philanthropist. He's more of a corporate. Megalos. Whatever you want to call him. He's not Millionaire, a nice big guy. boy, uh, Monopoly man. Monopoly. Um, hey, Mr. Monopoly. Mr. Monopoly. Um, and she's she's a bit ditzy, uh, is Venus or McLean. Uh, um, she's a flippity gibbet. She's a, a, a flippity Um I've only ever heard it as flippity gibbet, but she like really. Flippity gibbet. She, she like really overpronounces, oh I'm a flippity gibbet. Um, and uh, so like she's like, this. yeah, she talks like this. She I'm like a flippity yeah, gibbet. Yeah, and yeah. You, you, I, oh, I've been told you're not allowed to tell me anything because I'm a flippity gibbet. Can we go get some dinner? I'm an artist and a painter. Yeah. I paint. There is my painting. Yeah, you're good. We reveal that um, we're going to meet her sister. She's the one who is um, going to do, do the boat part. Boat, boat. Does anything of note happen in LA? That I'm sure it does, but I can't really remember. The sister's had it's quite a sad life. She sort of lives. Oh yeah. She's she's considering killing herself. Yeah. Um, just as uh, Tom Hanks is, um, b- because she feels that nothing in her life is ever really free. Uh, but at the same time, she is sort of trapped by that wealth and that she doesn't really want to leave. So, yeah. so because she's entirely dependent on her father's money, but she doesn't want to leave that money, she feels like the only way out is potentially killing herself. Yeah. And she um, sort of says, do you want to sleep with me? And he goes, no. Oh, it implies that, yeah, implies that she says, do you want me to go up to your room with you? Like, he goes, no, it's okay. No, I'm Gucci fam. Yeah. Um, so it was a weird weird line in a 1990s film. It's Tom Hanks going, no, I'm Gucci fam. Oh, man, it's <laughs> it's de- don't worry, it's dense. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and so, but he more or less convinced her to like live and just like, hey, well, fuck it, if you're only choice to like leave or like kill so, yourself, yeah. leave. <laughs> Let's do that instead. Um, and then she seems uh, pretty, so they end up uh, meeting Meg Ryan. Oh, Oh, I no Alexander. I call Meg Ryan too. Venusaur Meg Ryan. That is the third evolution of Bulbasaur. She is Ivysaur Meg Ryan. And then the third one is Uh, I'm. I'm gonna get so many tweets about this. Al, is there a Mega Ivysaur? <laughs> mega Mega Ivy. Is there I'm a Mega Ivy? I'm assuming there is a Mega Ivy. So we're not she getting Giga Evolve. We're not Giga Evolve. We're not getting into the Giga Evolve. Can't evolve. We're not getting deep mega. into the fucking nuances of the new mechanics brought those into the seventh new, and years eighth, ago, Jamie. Seventh and eighth generation. We're Pokemon. on to nine. I'm already being niche enough referencing Pokemon alone. No one played seventh and eighth generation Pokemon. We're uh, not getting into. You I did. did. <laughs> 
as well did millions of other people. Okay, anyway, some so, of our listeners. Ivy saw Meg Ryan, we meet Venus or Meg Ryan, third version. She now looks more like Meg Ryan, according to you. I didn't know because I don't know what Meg Ryan you looks like. You know what like. rom-coms because you're a wee little bitch. Yep, um, that's me. Wee little bitch boy of it. Um, small boy bitch boy. Small boy bitch boy. That's what I should next. <laughs> I'm going to be a small boy bitch boy. Ah, that's going to be my Tinder bio. <laughs> um, so he gets on the yacht. He, he was sold on it being like, a cruise, uh, line. Uh, a cruise line, a mega yacht. It is very much like a catamaran, basically. Oh, no, it's it's sorry, not a catamaran. You know I don't know. I don't know what a catamaran looks no, like. It's, but it's, it's a, a normal it's a nice, boat. No, it, it's a nice. It's a nice boat. It it's is, a nice it's boat. A nice, but it's very it, much a sailing boat. It's like, not a super yacht. It is a like a yacht which could probably have a crew of about ten people. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, Venus on my grind and uh, like Maybe a couple Venus. of other uh, like deckhands. Yeah, we, we don't get to know them. No, no, we don't really. And so, so starts um, the vague romantic plotline of this film, which is sure. these two kind of getting it on. The all we really learn about other Meg Ryan is like she actually is only doing this as a favor for her dad. She sure. doesn't actually work for her dad. She's an independent woman. Um, we learn anything else about her? Not really. She, she likes. She likes she Tom see, Hanks. She likes, she likes sailing. She doesn't want Tom Hanks to have had sex with her sister. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah which he hasn't. So no. They're on the Tweedle uh, D, and we're told there is a Tweedle Dumb. Now that doesn't come up any other time. That's because it re- there's an original ending of this where it does come up, and they're saved at the end by, by the other ship. The other ship, oh, and the crew survived, and they are now on the other ship. Um, but they cut that because audiences didn't like that, and so we just never hear about Never see Tudor Dumb again. Cool. Um, so yeah, they start to, um, we have a little montage of them, like, getting on on the ship. They, at one point, fish and catch a hammerhead shark. Oh, yeah, it's, it's uh, Which is very funny. Um, then we have, oh, I think my second favourite part of this film. Yeah. Which is <laughs> when they're making out. It's like their first kiss or whatever, and it's a really romantic moment. And they're making out, and then they like pull away. We get a shot of Tom Hanks' face, and then the boom just slams into Meg Ryan, and she goes flying off the fucking ship, and it comes out of nowhere. And I cannot tell if it's supposed to be funny yes! or if it's supposed to yes! be like a joke. No, because it's then played for drama. Because then she's like, he has to like dive in and save her. So then it's supposed to be dramatic. But the actual fucking hitting her comes so out of left field. And oh my god. It this is, really- is this the, during the rain sequence? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So basically a massive storm hits. Um, they're trying to hold everything down. And it's like, it vaguely has started to, to clear up and then Boom. Wham! She gets smashed off the fucking boat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh god, that made me die. So, um, basically, the ship falls apart. Everyone else dies. Um, yeah, everyone else dies. Fun, fun, happy, fun rom com. Um, but and what what I found very odd. So we sort of brushed past it, but earlier in the film, uh, he was shopping for Trunks. for suitcases or things for his traveling, and so the guy recommended these really big fuck off trunks and he's like this is what you want and Tom Hanks like I'll take four of them and they're waterproof and watertight yeah and whatever so that's why it's it's relevant because this is how they end up saving now did you happen to notice that it's really like Titanic yes yeah, no it is the, yeah, shot, the she, shot is almost the shot, the shot, the shot. It's, it's almost exactly the same as Titanic with her lying on the trunk yeah. and Tom Hanks 
But this is nine years this before, before Titanic, Titanic. Which makes it feel like Titanic is... But surely Titanic is not referencing Joe versus the fucking volcano. But I don't whatever. know, dude. Maybe. It was a really shockingly similar shot. It was. I, sorry, um, I was also like, then, um, wait a second. So she's passed out. Oh, fucking hell. She, sorry, Alyssa just came through the door and really scared me. <laughs> Small boy bitch boy. <laughs> so I am a small boy bitch boy. I get scared by very small things. I know very well. Um, so um, he gets saves her on one trunk. Sure. He then collects all four trunks and like ties them together to make a raft. Yeah. Now at this point, as far as we can tell, she's passed out for like three days. He's just feeding her all the water. Yeah, he's feeding none of it. Yeah. Um, he's feeding her the water in a way that I don't think make. He's like getting it in a bottle cap and then pouring it in her mouth. She would still have to swallow it. I feel like she would more likely choke on it than swallow it. That's, yes. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, a, it's, it's not it's a great. Film, so we just, sort of yeah. get a, a basically a sequence that's about five minutes long that I would say is a cross between Castaway and Life of Pi. Um, that's kind of just him trying to survive yeah. while she's passed out, feeding her water. Uh, and then he him eventually get on the top of the he plays golf on top of the he takes um, some drums. he's got his wine case he has some of the yeah yeah, yeah. no he's, he's having a great time um, but then he's giving her all the water and then he passes out uh, because he hasn't drunk any water and then miraculously she wakes up despite having been unconscious for like three fucking oh, she's days she's taking a she's, yeah, she's a totally nap. fucking fine she's like hey no I'm gonna save you now I've been unconscious for three days that's not super bad for you I'm just super fine now so she wakes him up gives him some water uh, and eventually they reach the island. They reach Raluigi Wu. Um, and they and are greeted by uh, the people. Yes. Uh, so then we missed a bit uh, earlier on. And we, here's the thing. We missed a bit earlier on the film where yeah. um, they're talking about Raluigi Wu. And Meg Ryan's <laughs> reading in her books and she's like, well, they really like orange soda. And he's like, that's a weird fact. And she goes, yeah. Uh, so Waluigi Wu was founded when a uh, Roman slave vessel carrying Jews and Celts and... Um, uh, other, a couple of other slaves uh, widely, you know, discombobulated ended up around the Cape of Africa uh, and uh, it settled in the middle of the Pacific and that's where they are so as 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 they come, come to the island the island people are playing Havan Nagila so yes. it, it, which is quite funny yeah. and uh, the, the, the kind of guy on these kind of uh, big flotation uh, boats with the lots of floating flowers and this, the guy in charge comes over to them and is like, are you Joe? yes Joe, whatever his name, Shaw, Banks. Banks. Uh, Nathan Lane. Is that Nathan it's Lane? Nathan Lane. He's not crazy. I thought I recognised yeah. him. Um, anyway, yeah. So they um, get taken in, and uh, yeah. So they're having a good fun. Then the rest of the representation of this tribal people from uh, sure. non-specific South Pacific. But also, uh, but also, answer, like also. That, it's it's that, not great. It's, the it's not great. Especially, think, it's 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 really one montage. I was like watching, sure. and thinking, oh, this isn't too bad, you know. It's and then there's a montage of them like getting Tom Hanks ready, and they like are like smushing bananas into him and like hitting him with fish, and it's it's not great. It is very much, oh, look at the the savage tribes people with sure. their silly traditions now of course but it's I, played for comedy and yeah. like that's not great and it's I, also, I also think the fact that they they do go this is so they they not only establish it's not like they're saying this is just a random Hawaiian island oh it's a, it's a lost Hawaiian island or something like that they are very specifically like this is a lost island of which the people are descended from Europeans so, that, so to, I, I can agree there are some stereotypes there which aren't good I think to some extent they thought about that I don't think they necessarily solved that problem, no. but I think they were like, 
if we build this yeah. other stuff into there, it'll be yeah. less like. And to, be, and to be fair, that works fine. And like most of the other scenes with them works fine. It's just that one no, montage. No, I, that I, one I, montage I, is I, just I, a bit like whatever. It's just a bit uncomfortable. But, um, so then uh, Tom Hanks is then brought in to the ceremony like a king. He's sure. he's got his tux on, and and Meg Ryan has been sitting there. He's like, where where where's Mr. Banks? Where's 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 my you Joe? Need to save Mr. Banks. Where's my Joe? And then he comes in, and then she's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, you know. Got to go out in style. Um, and then the, the volcano starts to get a little bit angry. Uh, and then we get the end of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> With Tom Hanks going up to the mouth of the volcano and being like, fuck you, I'm going to jump in the volcano. And Meg Ryan comes up and goes, fuck you, I'm also going to jump in the volcano. Let's get married. Yeah, then Yeah, let's get married and then we'll both jump in the volcano. So they get the person up, the, the, the chief up, and he's like, who's played by Abe Bogoda, weirdly from uh, like Godfather and shit um, uh, and he's like do you want to get married he's like yeah and do you want to get married yeah he's like you're married, married. I'm done <laughs> and then he walks away uh, and then they're like oh we're and she does say something quite cute which is like oh you'll only have to uh, care and um, care and for like 30 seconds until you kill yourself so um and then yeah they both fucking yeet themselves into the fucking <laughs> volcano and in my favourite moment of the film. <laughs> Firstly, because the CGI is really bad. They, like, jump off, and then they almost freeze in position as they sink into the volcano. Yeah. And then in that exact same position, through a puff of smoke, are yeeted back out the fucking volcano! They jump in, and then a fucking geyser or some shit just fucking throws them back out, and they land in the sea! <laughs> It's fucking amazing because the CGI is so bad. And again, another thing that comes completely out of left field. The island then sinks. The island sure then sinks. They were right. Turns out they needed the sacrifice, and the island falls into the ocean. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah. The, the, then everyone on that fucking island dies. Um, my other favorite thing about it's because I was so worried <laughs> that they weren't gonna jump. I was fuming that they weren't gonna jump in the volcano. <laughs> Because we waited so long for a film about a guy who's going to throw himself into the volcano. I thought Meg Ryan was going to go up there and be like, no, I'm going to save you. And then they run away. The decision to go, no, not only is he going to jump in the volcano, <laughs> they're too. both going to fucking jump in the volcano. I can't live without and you. And then get thrown out of it. It's fucking amazing storytelling. <laughs> and then they're just like, well. Guess we're married now. <laughs> guess we're married now. Also, we're still in the fucking sea. Like, yeah, but then he's like, oh, it's fine, I'm going to die anyway soon. And she's like, well, how do you know that? And he went, well, I've got the brain cloud. Oh, yeah, I forgot about this! I've got the brain This is a better ending than what it would have been. Yeah, and, and, and Tom Hanks goes, maybe I should get a second opinion. And she goes, you didn't get a second opinion about something called a fucking brain cloud? And he's like, no. Yeah, and then you know, she Dr. Goes, Dr. Epstein yeah. said this. And then she goes, wait, Dr. Epstein? That's my dad's doctor. My dad's doctor doesn't see anyone else. So it turns out that the rich billionaire paid the doctor to tell him he was sick and dying so that he could use him as a blood sacrifice. <laughs> Which, like, you I, like it's, You could see it. Like, it was fairly obvious, but it was still sure. very funny. I also like the idea that the doctor was so lazy, all he could come up with was fucking brain cloud. Um, and so Tom Hanks like, oh fuck, I'm not dying. Um, and then, we're stuck in the ocean. Now we're just stuck in the ocean. That's it. That's the fucking end of the film. <laughs> Let's talk about this movie, Jamie. 
Uh, I fucking love this movie so much. Wait, you love a rom-com? I, I, uh, I guess by, te- so? yeah. by technicality, it, it's, it's a rom-com. You now love three rom-coms, <laughs> yeah, Jamie. I now love three rom-coms. This film is fucking hilarious. I, and I don't always know whether the things I'm finding funny are as intentionally funny as they're meaning. I but they're think still, it is. And I think it is in, in some aspects. And in other aspects, it's not. Um, but it genuinely had me fucking howling with laughter. I adored this film. It's so stupid. It's about a man going and throwing himself in a volcano. And he actually fucking does it. What fell? He just knocked something off in my excitement. I don't know. I'm breaking your house, Al. That is how much I enjoyed this film. I also really enjoy it because outside of that, it's a really well shot film. Yeah, I, well, I didn't really, I didn't mention it. In the storm, there's a really cool. They got a really cool mist effect that works really well. The music is fucking great. It's very well acted, and on top of that, it's really fucking silly and stupid and dumb. I fucking love this film, Al. <laughs> what are your thoughts? So here's the thing, I liked this film, and I I can 100% see why someone would like it as much as you do. Um, maybe it was, I was too hot this morning when I was watching this movie. Uh, maybe it's a couple of things here and there, maybe I'd like it more on a rewatch. I, I did really like it, I, I'd recommend it, um, but would I want to necessarily watch it again tonight? Maybe not. I think it's, it's almost a... What I like about it is it, it is technically a so-bad-it's-good film, because the things I find very funny about it are bad. Like, they're silly. They're not fantastic jokes, so but they're so silly. What, 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 but, things, what, so what other things do you think are bad? Because I, I, well, like I find most... Like, the jumping in the... is stupid. Like, it's yeah, but I, dumb. It's meant to be dumb. Like, dumb isn't bad. But that's the thing. I don't know if they fully... Yeah, man, this is a comedy. Think this how is a dumb on- it is. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, too. I think it's a full-on comedy. They, they don't... They're doing that to make you laugh. Ah, uh, but... All those things I are done to make you laugh. They are done deliberately. It's not that I, that's any wound up. It's not that this is a serious movie about a man throwing himself in the volcano. <laughs> but they're showing all these really but weird like, jokes. There are serious on Waluigi Wu are... Island. <laughs> <laughs> but there are serious parts of it, like the the sign, the the fucking Johnny Cash opening. Sure. is not. But, but a even comedy that. Box. But even that's cartoony. That like the the literal factory is a like prefab set it is it is literally a two-dimensional building which is designed to look like a cartoon inside the office building it like i said right like they have these kind of impossible bits of um architecture which is designed to make everything look more cartoonish the fact you know the fact that you know there were these massive fluorescent lights just above their head is a cartoony thing yeah but so i guess that what i mean by it's so bad it's it's good is the enjoyment i derive from it is very similar to the enjoyment you get from watching a very bad film that's fair enough i I think it's a smart film and doing it and knows what that's like but yeah yeah, i can appreciate that um but on top of that it also has good aspects because it is well shot and it is well directed and it is uh does have a really good soundtrack now, of course, there is um, for, like a little bit of a questionable bit in there that's like not great and hasn't aged well for comedy's sake. But other than that, it's like I think this is a great film to get. Like a, I normally films which I think are very well appreciated while like drunk in a group. Sure. Which I think this film is perfect for. Yeah, definitely. I don't necessarily enjoy by myself, but I still yeah. really enjoyed this film by myself. That's fair. So I was going to give it a four point five. Going to knock it down a point five for for the uh, for the montage for the the very inappropriate sure. montage. Is so I'm going to give it a strong four out of five. That's fair enough. I think my thing for that is that I would say if that sequence was done by someone like Mel Brooks, he would have just played up 
certain aspects of it more, right? So, like, if these people are meant to be, like, Roman, Celtic, uh, you know, Jewish people, like... Make references m- to that. Make more references to that, right? Like, rather, you know, whatever, build that out a bit more in that sequence. Yeah. Um, feed them some locks or something, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, no, it's a... I, I liked it. I think it's a really well-made movie. I think of his early stuff, it's definitely up in that top tier. If we have, like, a bottom tier of this is not enjoyable, don't watch it, please stay away. Of which there's quite a bit. If there's... If we have like <laughs> which a, is the majority. Sure. And if, and if it's the, <coughs> the hyper top tier, which is, is in the Hanks Bank, which, which, which is a, not necessarily a pure question of quality. No, it's not. So much as enjoyment and do we think it needs to be safe for prosperity. This is definitely up in, And then in between there, there's like the, the good, actual good films. This is an actual good film. I would give it like a four. I, I liked it. I didn't enjoy it as much as you did. And yeah, we gave it the same rating. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't get point five. So if I could, I'd probably knock it down Okay, uh, Tom Hanks' performance out of five. Um, good. Yeah, I'll give him a four. Yeah, no, I, I really like. I think he's very funny in this film. I give him a four as well. Um, I think he plays up exactly the right aspects he needs to, but also hits the dramatic points well. Um, learned all his lines, you no, know, stuff like that. Been tapping uh, out. Yeah. I gotta improvise. Uh, we're gonna talk about some titties. <laughs> oh, I uh, titty fucked your mom yesterday. That's uh, of course. Is that how you improvise? No, that's how other people like, watch a Judd Apatow film. And that's basically what they do for an hour. <laughs> um, and the Tom Hanks dick meter. How much of a dick is Tom Hanks in this film? He's not not a dick. He he does you know he 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 was a hero. I understand he's unwell with his hypochondria, but it has made put him in this, at the beginning into this position where he is sort of receded from the world entirely. For as he says in the film, for three hundred bucks a week, right? And but I think by the end he becomes a hero again. He's willing to sacrifice himself for this greater cause. Um, I think it's very the, the the dickiness in this is complex, right? It's it's a film about seizing hold of your destiny and living life as much as uh, you can and whether or not um, only having a certain amount of time left to live makes life more precious in and of itself. Uh, as soon as he finds out that it's not terminally he'll immediately goes, ooh, am I feeling sick again? Blah, blah, blah. But, you know, he realises it's not. Um, so I give him a three. I'm going to give him a fucking zero, Al. He is a hero. He throws himself in a fucking volcano the island for the people dies. of Waluigi Wu. Everyone dies. He doesn't know dies. that's going to happen. That's unintended consequences. It's a one-person sacrifice, not two-person sacrifice. That's why they die. He doesn't force her to do it. He doesn't force he her to do it. He should say, no, oh, you're going to kill all these people. And they do. Terrible. Terrible. Nope. Is it going to your hacks bank? Nah. Alexander. Sure. I adored this film. Yeah. But I do think there is a two-minute sequence that has not aged well and should not be shown. I, 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 I'm going to throw I'm going to pause you for a quick yeah. sec. I do not think it's bad enough that I should keep it out of your hands, Bang. I wait, do, wait, I, wait. Sure. Wait, okay. wait, wait. Cool. Therefore, I'm doing a Hanks Bang first. Oh, God, no. In which I am presenting to the aliens an edited version of the film <laughs> which has that two-minute sequence literally just lifted out. The film would still make complete sense. The sequence is not necessary. If you and could, so... If you couldn't edit it out, would it still be in your hands, Well, yes, but I'm trying to be funny, you fuck! Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yes, sorry it's in my fucking hands, But it's being presented, edited, because that's funny, you dickwad! Is this going in your hands, No. Fuck you, this film is so good! 
I hate you. We started off with fucking Taylor Swift, and now you keep a Joe versus the fucking volcano, where a man says he's gonna throw himself in a volcano, and then he throws himself in a fucking volcano out of your hands, bank. It's a travesty, Alexander. And you know what's even more of a travesty? Is now we have to decide what saves you have to decide what saves humanity this week. Yeah. And I don't get to go after you because I have decided what's saving That's humanity. <laughs> so you're just gonna bring this podcast to a crashing halt with your serious Oh, this isn't a comedy, let's make a weird social point section of the fucking podcast. Sure, sure. With what's sure. gonna save humanity this week. So for people who haven't listened for, uh, if you something doesn't go in the Hanks Bank, then now uh, each of us has to uh, decide what we are replacing, what we are appeasing the aliens with. Now I have decided what I'm appeasing the aliens with this week is the magnum opus that is a man throwing himself in a fucking volcano. Sir Alexander. Sorry, no, sorry. So I just want to make this very clear. Yeah? What you love about movies, apparently, is people saying they're going to do something and do something. You love Lord of the Rings because Frodo's like, I'm going to take this amount of doom and throw it in. And he, and he does fucking it. does it, man. Is it the volcano you love or is it the doing the ass like he said? <laughs> He fucking throws himself in a volcano, Al! In so all right, funny! All right, here's what's going to save humanity this week. Okay. In Scotland, there is a two-week period in either May, June, or July where the weather is... <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where the weather is, uh, honestly, at that point, the best event anywhere in the world, right? And it, most of the time in Scotland, I love it very dearly. The weather is a bit shit. It's a, a, a range of either drich or, or great, or maybe there is some, but it'd be cold, or maybe it's uh, really hot but muggy, or whatever. It's kind of crap. But there's a two-week period between in those three months, and it tends to be straight in a row. We can go outside in a t-shirt and flip-flops and sandals, and it's great. It's taps-off weather. And at that point in the world, there is no better place in the world to be than Scotland. And I haven't lived in Scotland for a couple of years now. I miss, I miss my home, and uh, that is a beautiful phenomenon. So that will save humanity this week. Ah, isn't that a fun end to our comedy podcast? <laughs> Talk more. Oh, I'm gonna. It's it's cool. It's cool. Hear me out. Here's my pitch. You're gonna give me six million dollars. Jamie versus the sandwich. Jamie sets out <laughs> to make a sandwich, and guess what? He makes the sandwich. Hilarious. What I love about comedy is when you uh, set up expectations and then you don't subvert it, you just achieve the expectations. That makes for great comedy calls. Ooh, ooh, I'm dreaming and there's a door. Am I going to walk into the glass door? No, I'm going to open it properly and walk outside. Ooh, great comedy. I would say that is subverting expectations in a comedy. If you see me walking towards a glass door and I just fucking open it and walk out, I guarantee that would make me laugh. So, you can follow us at Hanks Bank Pod. Um, I agreed like two weeks ago that I would start throwing up clips on there. Still haven't done it. Um, I will, if, if literally one person <laughs> tweets at us, I will commit. That's all I'm, I'm setting a very sure, low bar. Sure. One of you fucks tweets at us, I will agree to actually put out those clips. Because if I don't give myself... Some sort of reason to do it. I will never do it because I'm a lazy fuck. Okay. Um, Here's what I want you to do. Okay. Wait, I'm gonna, okay. Before sorry. you do that sure. thing that you sell everyone to do every week, you can also follow me at Jamie P. Loxon and Al, 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 Al at Al sure. underscore C sure. and underscore stuff. 
What are you going to say? Now? Right. I, I'm screw, so screw, sweaty. Screw my normal thing. Here's what I want you to do. Okay. I want you to find your favourite Reddits. I want you to go on the okay. Reddits. Okay, you've done this again. To, it, it, it's called a subreddit. No, it's a Reddit. <laughs> um, or, or, or Reddit forum. Or, a subreddit. Uh, for a Reddit. Uh, or, or Waluigi Centre. Oh, um, yeah. And you're going you're gonna to go take this, or your favourite episode, and you're going to post it on there. And if there are any recommendations, if it naturally comes off, people saying, hey, what things do you like to listen to, blah, 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 blah. And just give us a recommendation. Okay. Or tweet at Tom Hanks and be like, hi, come on the show, please. Don't listen to anything they've ever done. But please come on the show. <laughs> yeah, please. Well, at least, actually, maybe wait until we've started reviewing as good movies mm-hmm. so that uh, we can him. bump those averages up. Yeah. Um, other than that, and any, any, any thoughts up before we leave you go? We're both really sweaty boys right oh, now, it's, Jamie. It's, it's, so it's so warm in here. It's so fucking it's so, warm in here. It doesn't help that I used to be boiling water in here. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and you wouldn't let me open the you door. You just wanted to open the door to the street. Just yes, keep it open yes, for the whole well, day. No, not keep it open for the whole day. Just for a little bit to get a little bit of air in. And I subverted expectations by closing the door straight away. And look what's happened now. We There's a window to... right behind you. Yes, but it makes lots of noise. I wanted, I wanted to maintain a nice the noise. The street makes noise. Yes, but the... T- Okay, but the door is bigger than the window, so if we had the door open for a little bit, it would have aerated the room more than having the window open for a little bit, and we would have been here, it would have been a very rogue robbery for a man to just walk through the door while there are two men sitting here recording a podcast. So it's like, they won't notice me. From us. That's no, you know. You don't get to. No, the bank. no, that's also not what it is. That's another hanky banky panky wanky. Mm, not sure about the last one. And for me, Jamie, and my co-host Al, that's one more app in the bank. You don't know how this podcast works.